Good morrow, lords and ladies, and welcome to a new episode of Throwback Misadventures with Josh and Noel. Today we are talking about all things Robin Hood. Yeah, this is a very special In the Hood edition, so I hope you're all ready. <laughs> we decided to tackle not one, but four different versions, very different versions of the story, so we really went for it with the Robin Hood. Yeah, I, I think that uh, the four that we chose are probably not the four that anybody else would choose. <laughs> they were looking at all the different Robin Hood properties because there, I think there's something like maybe like 20 or 30 different Robin Hood projects. But I, I feel like the ones we chose at least are the most interesting, if not the overall best in quality. But I still love them. Quality is subjective. And I think that they're the ones that meant the most to us, which is important. Yeah, that's very true. There was an overall theme here. Like we we did our research and, you know, we wanted this to be poetic, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, if if we didn't have the general thread of hotness running through each of these four movies, I mean, I don't think they would really have that much connective tissue beyond just, uh, you know, the, the, the rich, the rich being screwed over and the poor profiting. That's really the only the only other the only other through line I could see from these four movies. But the definite common theme here is hotness. And I'm not afraid to say that that sounds shallow, but it's true. I just want to say the four that we decided to journey through. We started with the classic Disney animated film, Robin Hood, of course, that has a hot fox. Um, then we went to Robin Hood Men in Tights, hot Cariolis. Robin of Loxley, hot Devin Sawa, who was, I believe, of age, so that wasn't as creepy as it could have sounded. Um, and then Robin Hood from 2018 that um, nobody else saw, but there was leather. <laughs> there was hot Taron, so it's it's fine. I mean, that, that made up for that horrible movie, but <laughs> it was worth watching for his two shirtless scenes. Wait, sh- should we should we rank each of these four Robin Hoods? Not, not on a quality scale yet. We'll do that at the end, but I feel like we should rank them on a scale of who's the hottest Robin Hood. <laughs> okay, hold on a second here, because one of them is a fox. Hey, the the fox. I mean, if it's not like we're we're talking bestiality here. If 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 you think that the fox it is attractive, I mean, the fox is attractive. It's not like we're actually gonna have sexual relations with any of these people. So I think it's more than a, more than okay to simply just rank them based on an attractive scale. And you can include the fox. We can get away with the fox. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna include, <laughs> I'm gonna include the fox. I mean, there's a whole section of the internet that feels this type of way about this fox, and I think you know, I didn't even know that he was British. So like watching this because I hadn't seen it really since I was a kid. So watching this with you, it was like a new experience for me. And then once I realized this fox was British, I was like, all right, I, I kind of get it. I kind of see what everyone is talking about, but not in a creepy way. I also want to say I think it might be a little controversial to everyone that we didn't include the Kevin Costner version because that seems to be like a very popular one, but Kevin Costner just doesn't really do it for me, if I'm being honest, and that's pretty much why we didn't watch it. I was mildly curious to see Alan Rickman, Professor Snape, and Robin Hood, but not enough to actually watch it. Yeah, on, on a hotness scale, Kevin Costner ranks below the fox, so he, he wasn't making the list. <laughs> Oh God, his, his tombstone is just going to be ranked below a hot fox. Okay, so our options are a fox. We have an animated fox. We've got Carrie Elwes, 
Devin Sala, and Taryn Egerton. Is that right? I I, th- I think it's Edgerton, or is it Egerton? Oh. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's Edgerton. Like ninety percent sure. I think I have my list finalized in my mind, but do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Why not? So, <laughs> obviously, the number one has to be Devin Sawa because he's hot as fuck, and his movie's also good. <laughs> but his character is is very charming in in Robin of Loxley. I I honestly like not just looks wise, but his character I found to be super just adorable. Especially that part where they have the dance together <laughs> in the barn. <laughs> it was so cute and it reminded me of the Casper dance. So he's my number one. I was just going to say it was like a grown up, can I keep you? Yes, exactly. That's That literally reminded me of that scene in Casper. And did any of the rest of the movie remind me of Casper? No, but that's irrelevant. That's true. It didn't have a hot dad, which I guess as the audience will grow I'm- to know that that's my uh, like number one quality that I look for in a movie. <laughs> yeah you're after the hot dads and i'm after the twinks it's fine (laughs) (laughs) okay who's your number two um mm, (laughs) this is harder but i think that number two would have to be taryn taryn only because he's just on a surface level much hotter than than carrie although i i also like carrie is really cute in in robin hood but Taryn just is in pretty much in a completely different movie as anyone else that's in that movie. Like he's actually playing like a solid version of Robin Hood himself. The rest of the movie is not exactly in the same the same field as him, but he's doing a good job. He's hot. He has a couple Charlotte scenes, so he's number two. <laughs> so we're ranking them in character, basically, not just you know their their normal essence. I would, yeah, I would say you could put a, maybe a little normal essence, but I, I'm ranking them as it as in the the character okay. on a whole. Yeah, as is. Our lists are going to be completely um, opposite. I'm learning right now, just just to give you a little <laughs> sneak peek. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally okay. Um, next next would be Carrie because he's Carrie and he's adorable. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that. I, I needed to make sure that the fox wasn't going to be above Carrie. I would have been like, I would have rioted and like shut this thing down right now. <laughs> the fox was almost going to be a, above Carrie, but no, because because Carrie is, you know, someone that has a penis. <laughs> I mean, a fox also does. <laughs> you can cut that out. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean I guess you could say a fox also does have a penis but just just character based alone I still say Carrie's better because he's more like he's more having fun and just like tongue-in-cheek and ridiculous whereas the fox also hot but he's more like I feel like he's more like smarmy like cocky a little bit kind of whereas I didn't I didn't get like a cocky vibe from Carrie but I definitely got a cocky vibe from that fox not gonna lie all right well you heard it here (laughs) All right, you're up. What, what's your uh, what's your hot rankings for these four Robinites? I think I'm gonna put Carrie at number one. To be honest, I'm gonna put Carrie always at number one because his accent has always been very charming, and I feel like his Princess Bride and his other characters might be bleeding through here. But I think I'm gonna put him at number one because he's a little older. I like, like you said, I liked his sarcasm in the movie. He's very charming. I like the way he shoots a bow, <laughs> a bow and arrow. 
<laughs> he's your dad age now too. I mean, that's perfect. He's he's your your <laughs> prime like you know your your prime target age right now. <laughs> My mom can never listen to this one. <laughs> okay, but also like he's really nice in real life, and I think that also I've never met the fox, so I feel like I can just say that Carrie is hotter because he's really nice in real life. I got to interview him once. Fun fact. There we go. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> I interviewed him when his book came out and he did an inconceivable book tour, an inconceivable evening, I believe. And um, he just, I melted because his accent was just so, so charming and enchanting. And I'm pretty sure I forgot how to speak through that interview. So fun fact for you there. I love that. I, I've, I've, I've actually also met him too, but I met him at a convention, a horror convention, and uh, he was really, really nice. And like you said, that accent, amazing. So I'm not going to argue with the placement there. (laughs) He talks in a way, it's not like a slow charming, but it's like he takes his time with his words, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's very like, it's almost like calculated, but like in its sweet way. (laughs) That's exactly it's like he's you know hypnotizing you almost yes there we go that's perfect and he like he knows yeah. it <laughs> so carrie we're on to you and we're okay with it um i'm gonna put Devin at number two where you know he belongs here because he was super super cute and he had freckles in that movie um i just i feel a little uncomfortable because i'm not positive how old he was in that movie i gotta google that i think he was really cute yeah let's google that before we go any farther <laughs> Well, if if it makes it any better, he's definitely old enough now. <laughs> <laughs> and he still looks really good now because I've also met him at a horror convention and he he pretty much chatted with me for maybe like I don't like 15-ish you. minutes about um about Idle Hands. And I, I don't think you've seen that, but it's a really good it's a really good like horror comedy with some like romance mixed in and Jessica Alba's in it too and Seth Green has a pretty good cast. Anyway, he was very, very sweet, and um, maybe he's not quite as drop-dead gorgeous as he used to be when he was younger, because he's, like, a more, like, grizzled old man type of look now, but still amazing. Still amazing. Still amazing. He's not a grizzled old man. Oh, my God. I don't know about that. I'll, sh- I'll show you what he looks like in one of his newer movies, and you tell me that's not a grizzled old man. The gays, they judge with, like, a harsher lens, I think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> A grizzled mid-aged man. But to be fair, when we, well, when I first saw this, I was, you know, a child. So I was allowed to have a crush on him. And I definitely did. I watched this movie all the time when I was growing up. My whole family watched it. Got me into archery. We did archery growing up. There were a lot of movies that really pushed archery when we were kids. Man of the House. I know you didn't like that one, but it really, you know, made archery popular. Yeah, I was terrible at archery in school. Um, So I'm pretty sure I got the age so he was born in 78 robin of loxley came out in 1966 so i'm pretty sure he was either 17 or 18 either one of them is acceptable in new york just saying <laughs> you said 1966 so you just you made him a really grizzled old man oh my god i said 1966 okay that's that, that's definitely that's like a on the deathbed old man <laughs> okay so i really don't know who to put for my number three I kind of feel like I want to put the fox. I don't know. <laughs> because, <laughs> but Taryn is like attractive. He is. He was attractive in Rocket Man. But we're talking about this movie specifically. 
in the leather. I know. I, so. I like the leather, though. The leather was a look. But what does it say about me if I if I rank a fox <laughs> higher than Taryn? So I feel like for judgmental reasons, I have to put Taryn at three. <laughs> for judgmental reasons. Well, I mean, and also the fox, does he even wear pants in this movie? I have to look this up. I don't recall him wearing pants. I feel like he wasn't wearing pants. Is he wearing pants or is that fur? Oh, yeah, he is. He's wearing pants. It's like, well, it's, it, it more looks like a... Uh, it's fur. Like a one-piece thing. Like a one-piece kind of thing. Like he has like a... I don't think he's wearing pants. There is that part of his shirt. I'm it looks confused. like fur. So, all right. So Disney knew what they were doing. <laughs> Disney, they knew. Brainwashing the youths with their deceptively attractive and charming fox. Okay, look at this tagline. I When I googled to see if he was wearing pants... An old poster for the movie says, join the merriest menagerie. And it has men in like caps, but none of the rest of the words. So it's like they knew that they were trying to make this this fox really hot. That's super weird. (laughs) (laughs) This whole episode is going to bring a really diverse crowd. (laughs) Well, do you want to now actually talk about the the movies themselves? We can move on from... (laughs) From the hot factor. Oh, it was very important to discuss that. <laughs> it was. Okay. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, I, I guess we can go in order of how, how we watch them. So the first one that we watched was the animated one. Well, I I think it's uh it's definitely important to note that there's a scene <laughs> with a bear that has its tits made of gold coins and a big booty. So that's that was in my notes that was in my notes so i think i blocked this out (laughs) yeah and and the bear was like trying to uh trying to lure the uh like the guards away with his with his booty and the guards were like checking him out (laughs) i don't think you remember it. it's okay our notes are very different (laughs) and then the snake got drunk oh that's right (laughs) a lot of substance abuse (laughs) there was a lot of that in the older disney movies Oh yeah, that's like an acid trope of a movie for kids. Quote I mean, we all saw Pinocchio. We we know what happens. <laughs> I lo- what I love about older Disney movies is like it's not a bad thing, but I like to pick out what scenes were recycled in other movies. I do think that's know? pretty cool, yeah. Like I know that like this movie reused some of like The Jungle Book and and the Aristocats, and I, I like kind of comparing that to what came first. I think it's interesting, too, because both of those that you mentioned, I'm pretty sure one of the three, well, one of the directors of Robin Hood also made those movies, too. So I wonder if he was just, like, recycling his own work. The same Disney movie? Yeah, the Aristocats oh. and what was the other one you said? The Jungle Book? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm, like, tripping out, but... Hold on, let me look. Interesting. Okay, yeah, so you said Aristocats and Jungle Book. Yeah, the, the director of... What are we talking about? <laughs> the director of Robin Hood <laughs> also made those two movies. So I wonder I wonder if it was, like, something within Disney. Like, he, he obviously it was maybe purposefully done, or was it, like, an homage or something? What do you think? I think they just had to reuse animation because everything was, was hand-drawn then, and it just took a lot of time, and it probably was cheaper... Because I think Disney was struggling in the 70s, and in the 80s, it was even worse. Isn't that when Black Cauldron came out in the 80s? Yeah, 85. That You, you really have to. Um, that movie is wild. 
I don't even know where to start with that one, but I've never seen that one. It's so crazy. It's probably the most like adult, like animated movie that that, that they did. Like you know, like the regular just Disney animation. Really? It's it's pretty uh pretty out there. It's pretty crazy, but it bombed. So let's move on to Men in Tights. I've seen this a couple times, but I think I kind of blended this with The Princess Bride because it's kind of very, very similar. Same kind of cast, um, same kind of humor, but this was more of a spoof of Robin Hood. Yeah, I, I really liked the um, like the musical numbers in this. They were just ridiculous. And that was probably my favorite aspect about Men in Tights compared to the other ones is that it actually has like fun songs and it's they're never played serious at all. It's all completely like insane. I feel like Mel Brooks, his comedy is very hit or miss for me. Like it's either too much and too on the nose or it's just it's so ridiculous that it's just hilarious. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, what else is he? He did the producers. Right. And uh, what's that movie I'm thinking of? Oh, Spaceballs. He did. Yeah. Spaceballs and Blazing Saddles. I never saw Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Maybe that'd be one for the list if uh, it's actually funny. I don't know, though. He's he's kind of hit or miss, like you said. I do have two favorite characters in Men in Tights, not including Carrie. Blinken, of course. His character was just ridiculous, and he's just so funny, and he kind of reminds me of myself. Not that I'm blind, but I just, <laughs> I'm always trying to fit in and making an effort, and it just fails spectacularly every time. Yeah, I love it. Literally every scene where he's where he's just a flop is just extremely entertaining. <laughs> One of my favorite gifts is where he's literally flopping. Like everybody kind of goes in for like a group high five and he jumps in like three seconds later and just like falls to the ground. <laughs> and like it was like a meme where like the title was me when I try to join in. <laughs> oh my God, that's terrible. <laughs> Mood. Who was the other character? Well, my second favorite character was the mole who just kept traveling throughout the, the movie on this guy's face. I can't. That's what I have to say about that. I can't. <laughs> I literally look different in every single scene. I like how when we first started watching, and I was like, that mole just moved. It wasn't on his cheek or whatever. And then like he just kept moving to different like spots on his face. And then we were like, okay. Yeah, it's just a constant running gag that was again it's so ridiculous and it reminded me of austin powers the mole the scene with the mole like I, every time i saw the mole move i was just like money 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 <laughs> yeah so like things like that are really funny and i feel like this whole movie had kind of a gallivant feel which was is also something you guys should check out because gallivant is just an unloved gem you know gone too soon r.i.p yeah if i was comparing this to any other like movie or tv show that's definitely the one that uh is most similar for sure because it has the same like the same ridiculous humor it's almost like a spoof and the king reminds me of the king and galavan stuff stuff like that it's it, it's it's so good very great show should have gotten a third season just saying justice for galavan <laughs> they also said we were gonna get a stage musical and it never happened so alan menken i'm looking at you and i'm waiting yeah, we we got to we got to get something cuz I don't feel was there any closure in that? I don't even think there was like any any ending to Galavan. It just kind of just that was it. I feel like it just kind of ended with Weird Al Yankovic calling ABC cheap and then like <laughs> the king had a dragon. Galavan spoilers. <laughs> 
Tad Cooper. <laughs> yes, the king ended up with Tad Cooper, and all was well. I miss that show. I miss that show. Are you okay? Are you crying? I'm crying because I miss that show. <laughs> Didn't that also have music? Like it was, it was also a musical. Are you serious right now? I haven't seen it in so long, but yes, it was also a musical. Okay, I wish you guys could see my face right now. It was legit a musical. It was, every episode had like five songs. What's the matter with you? Okay, yes, that that's what I thought. I, okay, I, I wanted to make sure my uh, what memory, you call it? like my not expectations, but my memory matched up with the reality of what it actually was. You couldn't remember the word memory. I was. I know. Yeah, my my memory is has been wiped. So. <laughs> All right. So, do you want to talk about Robin of Loxley? <laughs> yes. Let's move on to Robin of Loxley, starring Devin Sawa and uh, Joshua Jackson, who I forgot about until this moment. So, Robin of Loxley is a '90s Canadian movie. I think it was Canadian or like a Showtime original. Um, it was a modernized version of Robin Hood, kind of, which reminded me of how they modernized Romeo and Juliet in the '90s. With like instead of swords, they were just like guns and gang violence. I think. Yeah, and instead, in Robin of Loxley, you get this weird technological innovation that just lets him copy <laughs> any person's voice, which ironically is also a major plot point in Scream Three. There's just like this voice changer that anybody you can literally just change it into anybody's voice, and I just thought it was kind of funny that. This movie came out before Scream 3, and yet it has the same plot in, 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 in essence with the, the voice changer, which is just strange. It's like a huge part of this movie is this voice changer. So I guess you're saying that Scream 3 stole its identity from Robin of Loxley. That's exactly what I'm saying. De- Devin Sawa is, is uh, responsible for Scream 3, apparently. <laughs> so he is quite literally stealing from the, from the rich um, to give to the poor. And in this case, the rich is Joshua Jackson. And the poor is some kid who, like, fell off a roof and doesn't have insurance. <laughs> that's that's pretty uh, pretty accurate. I think the thing that makes this one different, though, is that Devin's version of, of uh, Robin, he's he's literally out to try to save this, this kid. Like, he's trying to pay his medical bills and stuff. Like, he personally knows the, you know, the source of where he's relocating this money like he's actually doing it for a good cause what bothered me about that was how he only stole like i don't know ten thousand twenty thousand dollars and this kid was having multiple multiple surgeries and this was america and i know it was the 90s but i'm just not buying it that no insurance you know was only like twenty thousand dollars this kid would have been screwed for quite some time yeah i don't think that that money that he was relocating would have even covered like a fraction of these kids bills especially since throughout the course of the movie they mentioned that the kid needs multiple surgeries (laughs) so it paid for like the the cast on his leg (laughs) it paid for the emergency room trip maybe i don't know maybe maybe just barely (laughs) just barely (laughs) um and this is you know of course they had the iconic archery tournament at the end of this movie that just made me want to join archery as a child <laughs> that was actually amazing that whole part with the with the archery tournament it reminded me of like disney channel original movies like a lot of them have that like final like a sport yes like like a final like sport or championship or something like brink comes to mind and like you know stuff like that where they have different championships it just reminded me of something that i would see on as a disney channel original movie which is why i loved it 
yeah, like everything kind of, you know, culminates in like that one final battle, that one final game where, you know, good prevails over evil. And now I'm trying to think, did they ever have a decom about archery? Or is that just one sport they never tackled? I don't know. They tackled a lot of different sports, but we haven't even made our way through all of them. I know. That's true. We might get archery in the future. Because they had everything from like a soapbox derby, rollerblading, as you said. So now I'm interested. I want to know. Yeah, maybe there is one. We have to talk about how cute Devin looked in that little hat at the end with the feather. I was so happy that that hat made an appearance in in that movie. I was so happy. (laughs) (laughs) And he looked freaking adorable. It's worth the rental fee, my friends. Uh, There's one other thing, though. We have to talk about this movie by far having the most annoying version of uh, Maid Marian. (laughs) I wrote that down here and I forgot to say. She's just a total downer. She's known him for like five minutes and she just feels really comfortable butting into his life, telling him what to do, judging him, and just being an overall like narc. Yeah, half the time I wanted to I wanted to just say like nobody asked for your opinion. That's that's half the half the time I wanted to say that to her. In almost every scene I feel like she was like that until we started, you know, we approached the finale and then she gets less annoying, but before that, she was annoying. Very annoying. <laughs> and finally, um, so apparently Robin Hood um, came out in 2018. This movie called Robin Hood came out in 2018. I don't think anybody saw it. This bomb of a movie. Yeah, so I saw it. I saw this movie in theaters with two other friends. And it, it from the first five minutes, it became apparent that this was not going to be like a movie I was going to enjoy by any type of conventional means. So we pretty much just made fun of it the whole time when we were watching it. I we just watched it and all I really recall is that he wears like a leather vest with nothing underneath which you know that's fine and there's some guns and there's a lot of fire and a lot of angry aggressive yelling because men just have to yell to let you know that their point is getting across especially when they're in the woods (laughs) yeah I I think 90% of this movie is just people yelling really loud and explosions and uh rapid fire pretty much pretty much gunfire type arrows which I, I don't know how that logically works but that's that's what happens in this movie i really have no other notes about this movie to to, to add <laughs> i feel really bad well we have to at least, at least talk about the most memorable scene in the movie which this is a, sp- a slight spoiler um okay so the, <laughs> the scene we have to talk about is when um so Jamie Dornan's character Will is um is with Maid Marian because everybody thinks that Robin is dead. So the, at a part that's like t- right towards the end of the movie, um there's all this like fire and yelling happening. Of course, that's you know what happens throughout, but um basically he sees Robin and Marian actually kissing and it's the first time that they've kissed since he's come back. And while he sees his girlfriend kissing another guy, he gets hit with, like, a Molotov cocktail in the back of the head and just falls onto the ground and gets lit on fire. <laughs> and this all happens, in slow, all happens in slow motion. So it's pretty much the most ridiculous, like, I don't know what the hell, what the hell they were going for with this, but it is just... I mean, it's hilarious. I, it, yes, it's it's messed up, but I, I had to laugh. It was just so badly done. You didn't. First of all, if you were going to have a character discovering this, you don't need all that extra 
ridiculousness to add it on top of it. So just the fact that they like add insult to injury and he literally gets like half of his face burned basically. And is just laying on the ground as his, as his ex is, well now ex, I guess, is just making out with another guy. And it's, it's great. Who doesn't love, who doesn't love that? So the movie is worth watching just for that one scene. That's how Phantom of the Opera starts. Crossover. Oh my god, can you imagine, like, a sequel to this with, like, Jamie Dornan just, like, dressed in, like, the Phantom of the Opera garb, like, trying to track down Robin Hood? I can't even hear his name now because I feel like you've ruined him for me, telling me about that movie you just watched where he... (laughs) Can we even say it? Because we'll spoil if somebody wants to watch it. Spoiler alert. If uh, you... What's the name of the movie? (laughs) If you have any plans to watch... Okay. Spoiler alert for uh, for Wild Mountain Time <laughs> coming up. <laughs> um, so throughout this movie, Jamie Dornan and Emily Blunt have something going on between the two of them. She keeps trying to make moves. She thinks he might be gay. She's not really sure. So she ends up confronting him. And um, he tells her like, oh, well, I can't really tell you my secret because the last person I told my secret to like ran away and like I never heard from them again. And she's like, no, it's fine. Like, just tell me your secret. And he says, hold on, I, ha- I have exactly what he said in my notes because I had to write it down. And I, I was like, is, is this a joke? Is this real? <laughs> okay, so he says, and I quote, I am a honeybee. I believe that I am a honeybee. That's what he says. I believe that I am a honeybee. <laughs> so in the, last, in the last 10 minutes of this movie, or 20 minutes of this movie, you find out that all along, he's been uh, personally identifying as a honeybee. And uh, Emily Blunt tries to soften it by saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm a swan. Like, I'm cool. I'm a swan. And he's like, no, I'm literally a honeybee. So now Jamie Dornan and honeybees are both ruined for me. That doesn't really change my day-to-day life, but... It's a life changer. Just just think about a, a, a small little bee, like, buzzing past you, but with Jamie Dornan's yeah. head. Oh, so we didn't do the, the final part, which is each of us... Uh, saying which of these Robin Hood movies was our favorite and which was our least favorite, but I'm pretty sure that we... It's unanimous this week, I'm pretty sure. So you can go first, and I'm pretty sure I will agree with you. <laughs> I mean, I gotta go... I think... All right, so this is controversial, but I'm gonna put Robin of Loxley as my number one. Completely agree. Completely Sorry. agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just in terms of, you know, I've watched it a million times. It's a favorite. And then I'm gonna put Men in Tights at number two. Followed by the hot fox and the leather palooza at the end. That's my list. Yeah, my, my list is literally the same ranking as yours. And it's kind of ironic, actually, because I had no experience with Robin of Loxley at all. Like, I'd never seen it before. Um, I loved Evan Sawa. You were pushing Robin Hood, like, pretty hard for me to watch it. You were like, we have to watch this. It's terrible, but, you know, we got to watch it. And it was terrible. So it lived up to its hype. I'm glad. See, sometimes you have to watch a, an actual like steaming pile of garbage to uh, appreciate the good stuff. Which in this case is a uh, Robin of Loxley and Mel Brooks and a British smarmy fox. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about how like the entire like last half hour of the Disney animated one was totally unnecessary. Like that movie had an ending and it was it felt like it wrapped up and then it just kept going. And I couldn't understand why. Yeah, it had actually, a, like, what I would consider to be a pretty awesome ending. Like, it seemed like they had accomplished everything they were trying to do, and they had a whole big party, like, everybody was happy, there was music, it was cool, and then the movie kept going, and introduces a whole other, like, aspect to the story, and it's like, 
we didn't need that you could have just ended the movie it could have been what was that like a 45 minute movie okay be, be a 45 minute movie like you don't you didn't need all that extra stuff afterward yeah like i kept waiting for it to end and then it just it just didn't and i i'm pretty sure i dozed off <laughs> yeah look at that Put, putting people to sleep but yeah i um i enjoyed my time in the hood with you <laughs> wait i don't have a witty way to like to, to say goodbye i i only had a a greeting in renaissance i didn't have goodbye how do they say goodbye in, in renaissance i mean i know uh huzzah to the good tipper but that's you know that's not a goodbye <laughs> huzzah everyone huzzah <laughs> so long and farewell fare thee well i've never seen that movie that's on our list we'll get there Wait, what movie? Sound of Music. <laughs> oh, you literally just sang it too. Um, how dare you? That movie's so good. Um, so a goodbye is I bid thee farewell. So I bid thee farewell. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Throwback Misadventures. Please consider liking, subscribing, and following us on social media and all your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. You can find us at Pod Misadventure on Twitter and Instagram, Throwback Misadventures on Facebook and YouTube, or keep it throwback and send us an email, podmisadventure at gmail.com. See you soon! <laughs>